Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! They're still doing a really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call a Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that believes the weather phenomenon that's destined to finish us off as neither warming nor flooding, but is instead an atmospheric river of slime. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, aka Vink Maniac from the internet, and we're moving into March. That's right, it's officially the first week of the first month of production on the next Ghostbusters movie, which is totally my way of offering you meaningless superlatives to make an otherwise mundane week in Ghostbusting sound more exciting. But we are at the beginning of a lot of excitement to come, and the kickoff is basically now, so start your cyclotrons! This week we're joined on the podcast by Tom Henry of the Containment Unit Autograph Collecting Group on Facebook who, along with previous Extraplasm guest Matt Sanders, helps to coordinate signings with Ghostbusters cast members and behind-the-scenes talent. Tom is going to be sharing some fun stories of meeting with some of the most beloved people in the Ghostbusters community, including uh, my personal favorite, Ernie Hudson, who ends this podcast every week, Uh, and he'll be sharing some interesting tidbits about coordinating autograph projects for members of the fandom and giving us some announcements of the latest amazing autograph and collecting opportunities that he and Matt have on the way. Uh, If you've never checked out the containment unit before, you can do so by going to www.facebook.com slash the GB containment unit. I can't believe I just said all of www, but you you get the point. That's the GB containment unit, all one word on Facebook uh, or also on Instagram. But the group is really on Facebook and it's a great place to find out about autographs uh, that you can be signing up to you know purchase via the group or just finding out information about autographs that are for sale from other folks um finding out information about you know how to collect ways to get access to things or how to care for your stuff i mean it's just a really great resource um and matt and tom are both amazing people uh who've both been great guests of the podcast and i hope you really enjoy listening to my conversation with tom today um so we'll be getting into that in a few minutes after some headlines I do want to say if you are coming to the podcast because you're looking for the exclusive uh, announcements that Tom teased inside the containment unit and you're like, where are you going to put that? I just came for that. Um, it is about one hour into the conversation with uh, with Tom. I-, I hope you will stick around and listen to the whole episode. But, you know, if, you- if you're compressed for time, you can certainly, I guess, jump to that one hour. Um, just do do us a solid. Don't like run back to the group and tell everybody what's in there, because the whole idea of an extra, you know, exclusive is to let people check something new out. Um, so I hope you will. <laughs> so anyway, um, with that out of the way, uh, let's talk a little bit about some Ghostbusters headlines and then we'll chat with Tom. Still making headlines all across the country. The Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. On in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm. Read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at you. Our first story this week is a merch story, and it's oddly one that's coming full circle because it's a story that began here on Extraplasm, but you can now find on Ghostbusters News. Uh, Ravel Toys recently announced the 3D puzzle of the Ecto-1 that we talked about a few weeks ago, but as it turns out, there's actually a Firehouse 3D puzzle that's coming as well that I turned up on the internet last week, right after I recorded the episode of Extraplasm. Uh, So you can head over to Ghostbusters News for some photos of this forthcoming model, 
Or you can also go to uh, wonderlandmodels.com where they have this in their inventory as a pre-order item or rather a, not pre-order, uh, a, a notification item. You can be notified when it's available. Uh, so it's a 3D puzzle that's essentially in scale with the forthcoming Ecto-1 they've already announced that very, very heavily borrows its aesthetics from the uh, Playmobil Firehouse playset. Uh, it is really kind of uncanny how much the two things look alike. There's no release date for this yet, but it'd be, I'll be honest, if you've been looking for a build the firehouse option that snaps together and you don't want to spend like $800 on a Lego firehouse, this might help scratch your itch. It's not going to be, you know, the same thing as that, but it is kind of a cool little snap together model and uh, it looks fairly affordable. So it's not available yet, but you can sign up. You can sign up to be notified about when it will be at wonderlandmodels.com. Continuing some toy and model discussion, let's talk for a minute about what's up with our friends at Phantasm Toys. Of course, Tony Taylor and Brendan Pierce of Baducci Studios are the two minds behind Phantasm Toys, and <clears throat> Brendan is the amazing mind behind the logo for Extraplasm. Uh, they are up to some new stuff, and the new stuff they're up to is a Class 10 Terror Tub. They've previously released a figure that is inspired by uh, the claw-footed bathtub that Dana Barrett has in her bathroom and Ghostbusters 2 that pumps pink slime out of it and tries to eat her and the baby. Um, they have a small version of this toy they've had out for a while. They have a t-shirt that has this design on it, but they are now putting out a class 10 figure, which is in scale with larger action figures. You may recall that recently they did a Slimer figure or a figure called Slimeball, who was the arguably the most accurate Slimer ever made as an action figure, according even to Steve Johnson, who modeled and sculpted Slimer. Uh, and that figure came out in a couple different versions. There was one that was really in scale with, uh, six inch figures. And there was one that was a little bit bigger. Uh, this appears to be a terror tub. That's going to be about the same size and conversation a couple weeks ago with Tony Taylor. When he was on the show, I believe he said that the bathtub would be able to accommodate a Raphael Ninja Turtle figure, but don't quote me on that because he suggested you could use this as a prop for other things other than just as a terror tub. And the slime is, in fact, removable. Uh, so it is not liquid slime, but it is a plastic piece of molded slime that looks like it's coming out of the tub to grab you. But you can take it out and you can use it for other stuff. So it doesn't really roll, but it definitely uh, it really slimes or you can choose for it to not to do that. So um, definitely check that out. It's not available yet, but you can keep your eyes peeled on Phantasm Toys on their Instagram page. Uh, and you can check that out for some images of the product because it's on its way soon. Speaking of tubs, uh, not terror tubs, but tubs, meaning those little weird rubber ducks that they make that have make pop cultural references. Uh, apparently there was a video stream of some kind called the tubbies. That was a, an award show where I guess Ghostbusters news received some sort of award for uh, recognition for coverage. Uh, but the big news coming out of that for Ghostbusters fans, other than the sort of congratulations and partnership to Ghostbusters news with uh, tubs, is that uh, there's a Stay Puffed Tubs duck coming along. So if you've collected all the Ghostbusters themed tubs rubber ducks, you may want to know that there's a big uh, Stay Puffed rubber duck that's coming along soon. Numskull is the company that makes those uh, tubs dolls and uh, or tubs figures, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they have not put out information yet on how big that is, but as Jason from Ghostbusters News kind of pointed out, they recently released a uh, Jurassic Park T-Rex that was very similar in size and that was nine inches tall and about 150% uh, larger. 
than their average figure. So um, keep your eyes peeled if you're looking for that. You can get a terror tub and then you can go get a big, big uh, stay puff tub. And I don't know. Then you can be tub thumping. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sing some weird chumbawamba weirdness to you. Uh, but, you know, you get the picture. Let's talk about Ghostbusters franchises and what they're up to for a few minutes. Uh, in Ghostbusters franchise news, Buffalo Ghostbusters and the New York City Ghostbusters have announced the first details about their Ghostbusters Day 2023 event. Uh, they have announced that there will be a, a new partnership or I guess a, a new event that's happening at uh, Hook and Ladder 8, which is awesome. And they're going to be involved as the official Ghostbusters headquarters as usual. Um, the New York City Ghostbusters have announced that they're going to be returning from a three year break. Uh, this is the first time they've done this since before COVID, where they're going to be resuming their annual Ghostbusters film walking uh, tour. So they take people to locations from the film. And that starts at Hook and Ladder 8 at two o'clock on uh, Ghostbusters Day, apparently. And then you can go and tour the city with them in a walking tour to go check out all the filming locations. Uh, it is a free thing, but they do ask that if you would like to, you can provide donations to Trinity's Place, which is their preferred charity. Uh, you can find out more information about this by going to the Buffalo G Busters or NYC Ghostbusters accounts on Instagram. Um, and I'm sure that you could find it from official Ghostbusters HQ, which if you don't know is the hook and ladder eight um, Instagram account, but they're going to have the info for you. But I wanted to say, you know, I think this is awesome. I think that there's a, I, I love that this is an event that happens at this point every year, that there's a partnership between several franchises in New York and the firehouse that it gets love every year. Uh, and that at the same time that I think it's really awesome that we're getting back to a point where like, Hey, there's walking tours again. And if you're in the city, if you've never done it before, if you want to go and, you know, basically have <laughs> fundamentally docents take you on a walking tour of the city. Um, there's nobody better to take you to the ghostbusters locations than ghostbusters fans, you know, meaning like people who are in franchises that have deep knowledge of history and whatnot. So um, definitely think about this if you're in the New York area. If you want to check something out, provide a donation and go celebrate with other Ghostbusters fans. Mark your calendars now. Ghostbusters Day is totally happening again. And uh, when it happens, you have the ability to connect with some more franchises in the New York area. So um, and maybe we'll get to talk with some of those folks in the future. That would be cool. Uh, another piece of Ghostbusters franchise news just to throw out there is that Ghostbusters fan and a German franchise group member, David Annell sent out a uh, video post. He actually made a reel, I believe on Instagram that previewed this and then had a link to it inside the Instagram post that was kind of difficult to use because Instagram doesn't like to put working links inside of the text of a post and instead wants you to use story. I dig I digress. Um, anyway, I'm going to butcher the name of this organization, I'm sure. And somebody can absolutely check my knowledge later, but I believe it's D Geister Jaeger, um, is the German franchise group. They have released a Vigo, uh, painting video that is in 1080p. And so essentially what it is, it's a living painting of Vigo, the Carpathian. It runs on a loop and it's kind of cool. It's a neat project that you can do of taking an old television that you have that's in widescreen format and put this video behind it and then put or in it rather not behind it. Why would you put video behind us a, a television, but on it? So run the video on the television screen, put a put the television screen behind uh, a frame and essentially hang that on the wall. And you've got yourself a Vigo the Carpathian living painting. Uh, so this is something that they've offered 
on a Dropbox link that you can find on Ghostbusters news is probably the easiest way to go get it at this point, rather than me trying to give you some long convoluted Dropbox link. But uh, if you're a person who likes to build, you know, props, if you're a person who likes to set like set up decorations for Halloween like me, uh, or if you're a person who like is designing booths and stuff, this is a really cool thing that they've created. Uh, it's really neat. It runs it. Like I said, it runs on a loop. It's Vigo still at first, and then he kind of transitions to blasting lightning bolts out of his eyes. He transitions to giving his speech about how, you know, now is the season of evil and all kinds of nonsense. Uh, so but it's a really great uh, animated version of this uh, that you can take and use for other projects. So feel free to check that out. Um, and thank you to David for putting that out there and releasing it to the public because it's a really cool thing and it really helps for, I mean, I know I'll probably use it for Halloween this year because, um, we have to kind of think not to get too deep into this, but we've got some things changing in the neighborhood and new light sources, and they're really going to mess up my projectors in the windows this year. So, um, we may be looking at some new options and this may be one of them. Beyond those two pieces of franchise news, I want to give a shout out to the Los Angeles Ghostbusters because I did attend their charity event they had at Player One Barcade in Los Angeles on Friday. Uh, we all um, survived going to that. If you're like, why were you all like really wasted or something? No, we all nearly got wiped out by rain. Um, <laughs> and in my, my case, I drove uh, what should have been an hour drive, took nearly two hours just to get where we were going. Uh, once we were there, we then had no power. So um, <laughs> there was a bit of a problem. Despite the loss of electricity at a barcade, uh, the LA Ghostbusters still managed to raise uh, over $1,000 um, in a very abbreviated uh, version of their event. So we didn't get to do everything we would like to do. Uh, we didn't get to have all the fun. I actually ended up coming in second place in trivia because I missed all of round one on the consequence of trying not to die in the rain as my car lost traction several times on lovely California freeways that lack drainage. Uh, but I digress. Um, I'm, we're all glad to be safe and I got to have a nice little reminder of what's valuable. So um, I hope that you all are staying safe in whatever miserable winter weather is coming uh, as we seem to round out the end of February and go into March. Like I said, watch out though, mostly for the atmospheric river of slime because that's what's going to get you. Uh, and hopefully I'll get to see the Los Angeles Ghostbusters again soon and we'll get to do another version of that event and perhaps I'll get to reclaim my trivia championship belt. Um, <laughs> and I can stop being feeling a little bad about missing all of round one. I do want everybody to know, though, I apparently was only one point away from winning, even though I missed all of round one. So that, that does be worth something, right? Um, okay, with that, with all of my vanity about trivia uh, and other things out of the way and with our headlines out of the way, let's turn now to my conversation with Tom Henry uh, of the Containment Unit Autograph Collecting Group on Facebook. Joining me on the Extraplasm podcast and completing a set, because now it's a full one, is... Tom Henry uh, from the Ghostbusters Containment Unit Group on Facebook and also other ventures we may talk about. But before we do, I have to say I'm glad to have you here and to say Tom Henry and not the thing I often do, which is I occasionally go Tom Hardy and then have to correct myself whenever I talk about you. So how are you? Not Tom Hardy, but definitely Tom Henry. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Henry Thomas, uh, which is the kid from E.T. So uh, that's, I'll take it. You know, it's funny that you said completing the set because... Uh, I know that you interviewed Matthew 
yes. before. And <laughs> and it's it's weird because when you think of t- the containment unit, you probably think of Matt and Tom. But the truth is, this is an extra plasma exclusive. We can't stand each other. So that's why we weren't interviewed together because we can't even look at each other anymore. So that's why. Right. So I'm glad to be here without him. That's why you haven't recorded a podcast episode in a while. You're yeah, like, we haven't. Yeah, that's why we haven't. Yeah, we just we decided, you know what? Uh, too much bad blood in TCU. TCU is just to- it's toxic. Uh, it's not the containment unit. It's toxic containment unit. <laughs> here's here's the key question in your yes. uh, arrangement of of shattered tag team. Which of you is Shawn Michaels and which of you is oh, Marty Jannetty? <laughs> I'm 100 percent Michaels here. All right. <laughs> That's right. Get, so I'm coming to you for the here. super kick. If I, uh, yes. if I, if, okay. Now I know Jim, I got some from. sweet chin music for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks. It's been, it's been a while. And I also want to give you a, a piece of congratulations because, uh, I realized this right before we started to record that last week was sort of like midterms, uh, in a way for the podcast, because, uh, last week was episode 23. Oh. And that means it was halfway to the episode in which a podcast finds its voice as per the <laughs> Ghostbusters canon. So welcome to you as the first guest of the second half of the oh. journey to finding our voice as a podcast. Um. <laughs> it is a it is a an honor and a privilege to be here and to fill that role. I I don't believe that I'm worthy, Jim, but I will do my best. Hey, you I you are worthy. You are definitely worthy of this role. Um, you know, and at some point after I'll just say this after I find my voice, I don't know who's coming on this show. I'll be like, <laughs> I'm only talking to big league celebrities and and Keith Coogan. Definitely Keith Coogan. Um, but he would he would be a fun Ghostbusters interview, don't you think? He definitely would. Um, yeah. I would love to talk to Keith Coogan, although I'm not 100 percent sure that I'm allowed to talk to Keith Coogan about everything I would ask Keith Coogan about regarding Ghostbusters. But I digress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to uh, talk with you, though, because I as much as I've but, you know, you're not Keith Coogan. Sorry, but um, I, I'm sorry that my dishes. uh are definitely done though. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't take them out in the backyard and shoot them. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? <laughs> um, do you know, I, this is a sidebar. This is weird, but yes. like, I was thinking about this the other day. Honestly, I was thinking about college. I had a roommate, an old roommate, a uh, neighbor passed away recently. And so I've had all these like weird college right memories. Thank you. It's all good. Um, like all these weird college memories pop up in my brain. Like while I'm just sitting around because I've been thinking about all this, I guess I'm processing. And so I forgot that when I was in college, I actually had a roommate who we had to like deal with because we didn't choose him. He got put in with us. And one day he just threw a giant party and began launching all of our dishes out the front door. (laughs) He was like, I'm not doing any of these. Just started. And I was like, all right. I mean, that's a strategy. And now that I think about it, I'm like, that's a strategy that was that way. You know, that way had been paved by the the great Keith Coogan. So, yeah, if if it's good enough for Coogan, it's good enough for college roommates. C is for Coogan. That's good enough for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so thank you for coming on the podcast. We can talk about things that are not what pot Keith Coogan, because um, there's plenty of other things to talk about. What have you been up to? I don't know. Before we get into other stuff, what just what's going on with you? How have you been? Gosh, I've been hanging a lot with Keith Coogan. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> when is your signing with Keith Coogan? <laughs> like it came up. I'm not even kidding you. It did come up. We talked about it because everybody's well, a lot of people have that photo uh, 
Wait, are, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? If we're talking about the photo that certain people got when they got to the end of a certain yeah. experience of fan yeah. fest that was available to only yeah, some yeah. people who got to do it and who were allowed to take a photo <laughs> at the end of it. Some people may have already said, I think I'm allowed to share this on this podcast because <laughs> you let me take a photo of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. well, things are good. Uh, Containment unit is, is uh, we're, we're ramping back up. We took some time off for the end of the year. We had a really big year last year. Uh, so we're ramping back up there. We've nice. got some other stuff going on uh, as well. Um, but yeah, that's a, nothing, nothing crazy. How about you? I'm fine. I mean, you know, like that's, that's rare. I don't get asked the questions often on the podcast of what I'm doing. Um, I'm, you know, I swim several times a week. Nice. It's a benefit make, of the year. make some here. pizza. I haven't, you know, it's weird. I haven't made pizza in like over a month because I've been too busy. Um, oh. But I did make bread yesterday, so that was good. Um, right on. Yeah, I've graded a lot of papers. Um, that's not my most fun thing. So, <laughs> and then I make podcasts, you know, and then I think ambiguously, I figured, think about how I'm going to edit portions of the podcast where I'm like, <laughs> can I keep the part we just talked about yeah. or not? And so some of you may hear that line. Some of you may not. And if it gets left in, you'll be like, wow. And if I just leave this piece in, some of you will go, what's the mystery? Yeah. And that'll be what if they cut. Well, that's what I'm now. I'm learning what I'm doing is I'm just learning from Ghost Core at this point. I'm going to have all kinds of portions of podcasts I talk about and I'm going to cut them. I want to leave just <laughs> enough that people know something was cut. And then I'll put out like the, the, the Patreon exclusive super like one anniversary edition. <laughs> well, just make sure for the second half of my interview, when when Bill shows up, make sure you don't cut that out. Oh, right. We're going to want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Especially about the new film. Well, especially after like, you know, he, you saw him on a golf course and hung out with him and had dinner with him. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk all about that. I'll tell that, you. The that real definitely story. is in the back end of the podcast yeah. and won't be cut yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> this, I like this idea. What else can we put in the podcast? I feel like I'm watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And it's like, I love that part of the end of Bill and Ted when they're like, just, they're running away from, uh, you know, getting caught and they're just like the trash can remember the trash can because they just are thinking of all the things eventually they will get the phone booth back it doesn't matter what happens and eventually they will get the phone booth back and go and drop the trash can on his dad's head that <laughs> saves them on it's just like so that's this podcast maybe at this point we'll just invent the things that haven't happened yet and then we'll edit them in eventually when they're relevant um hey, sounds like a <laughs> uh, it sounds like a great technique to me so i'm, I'm yeah. here for it jim it's fine. We're going to do this. Um, I, I swear this, this should be the April fool's episode. Um, Go for it. I have joked the April fool's episode would be like a, I don't know, like maybe like a, uh, I just whip out like a Seinfeld podcast that day for some reason, oh. just, <laughs> just release some like an A team podcast, one episode, <laughs> completely new theme music. People are like, what the hell is going on? Like, nice. you know, but, um, Yeah. It's it's the only podcast on the Internet that pities the fools who drink milk like that would just I don't know. Um, the Evolution podcast. Ivan's second attempt at Ghostbusters. <laughs> Wait, third attempt at Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Evolution in many years, but um, that actually would be an interesting thing to go back and watch if only just to do like a commentary on it. So um, I don't know. Maybe someday. Maybe that's the thing I'll do. But for now. Um, let's talk to you about what's going on with sure. you and the containment unit a bit. So, um, first things first, I just want to say you sent me an amazing photo and I was so excited because you Did sent I? me, yes, you sent me a photo of Bob Gunton's signature. 
Mm. Oh, yes. Photo of Bob Gunton. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's how this whole thing got kicked off. Yes. Yeah, uh, the Bob Gunton signing, just uh, the items came back. Uh, They're going to start shipping here in a couple days. Uh, Our second one with Bob. He's great. Uh, That's the Diet Pepsi you mentioned earlier. Uh, I have a new elevated way of thinking, thanks to Bob. Uh, A convert from Diet Coke to Diet Pepsi. Because of Bob? I I joke. Uh, Bob Gunton is a very big Diet Pepsi drinker. And, uh, <laughs> really? It, yeah, it, it's kind of like a it's a thing now uh, in the containment unit back channels, if you will. I see. Yeah. The, the, like, is there a, a, a like a reason for why? Like, I'm I'm intri- I'm intrigued. I'm like, I think he likes it. <laughs> I hope so. You're like, he actually hates it, but he made a very deep religious commitment to the new generation way back in the 80s. And, but he was also had to fight off diabetes. So he was like, look, I got to split the difference. I can't keep drinking regular Coke. Coke Zero tastes too much like sucralose. I got to go stick with the old one, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, we were at his house and. And uh, we were doing the signing with him and, and he offered us water or Diet Pepsi. Those are the two options. Gotcha. And, uh, and we come to find out through his manager, he's a big Diet Pepsi fan. So, you know, we, have, well, Matt had sent some to him as well around Christmas as a little, you know, goofy thing. And sure. Yeah, it's just a, it's a running joke now. I think that's I funny. I, I will admit that most people I know are like devout Diet Coke fans and I have been for a long time. But um, as we were talking about before we started recording, I now have a thing that makes beverages in my house that apparently I can buy a diet Pepsi syrup for. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm just going to have to be like Pepsi man. Uh, so, which if you don't know about this out there, folks, Pepsi man is actually a video game that you can play. Um, that was released in Japan only that, um, I do remember hearing that. Yeah. It's a, yeah. a good, uh, I think it's, there's a good angry video game nerd episode about that. But, um, so I should do this cause we just talked about Bob Gunton and autographs cause we didn't say yeah. this at the top of this for those who may not know, cause you may not have been here when Matt Sanders was here. Cause some people join the podcast every week. It's like, a, it's like a comic book. You're supposed to be like Stan Lee and be like, Spider-Man is a 16 year old boy who lives in a house with his aunt. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Tom is, uh, Tom helps Tom coordinates autograph signings, uh, with Matt Sanders in the containment unit. And thus, he has previously coordinated autograph signings with Bob Gunton, amongst other people. Who are some of the other folks that you have done oh, signings with? Just well, we should say too, Bob. Uh, Bob Gunton, for those who don't know, um, he filled in for Harold Ramis. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, as as Egon in Afterlife, right? Um, he is the guy who, who basically acted on screen, and then they did all the yeah. digital stuff on top of his face. And if you still don't know who Bob Gunton is, he's like the warden in Shawshank Redemption. And my, of course, deep cut is that he's Captain Jellico. Uh, from <laughs> from Star Trek: The Next Generation. For me, it's uh, Demolition Man. Yes, that's right? the other one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so who else have we done signings with? We've done a lot. It's about forty signings, I think, at this point. Uh, I'm just gonna run down some some bullets. All right, Ernie Hudson, several signings. Uh, Paul Rudd, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Probably should have led with Finn. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Randall William Cook, Steve Johnson, Mark Brian Wilson, Robin Shelby. Um, you know, we, we go after everybody that we can. Yeah. Uh, those are some of the, you know, the the the, the more uh, common names. Uh, we've also done a, a ton of behind the scenes signings yep. uh, from both of the original films. Um, you know, people who are responsible for creating the characters that the creatures and such that we love and we've come to love and we have toys of and tattoos and T-shirts. These people made them come to afterlife or right. so to speak. Um, so, yeah, lots, lots of signings and, and lots more to come, too. 
I I have to say I'm still kicking myself that I um somehow didn't get on board with getting some mini puff sketches uh, when those were mm. a thing and I'm like why did you not what were you stupid like why didn't you just do that that was dumb so but I also <laughs> have to say like your group has been the thing that kind of like uh in a lot of ways drove me into like further autograph collecting like uh, my story of autograph collecting kind of goes like this I go to Ghostbusters Fan Fest and I carry around a 10 inch Stay Puft Pop and like get everybody to sign it. And uh, then I will go home with like a, most a ton of the autographs that everybody chases for a long time, like all in one day. And then was that you. Yeah. I signed that. No, at the that's, movie theater. no, no, no. That's the one that fans signed. That was GB oh, Max. Oh, 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 GB Max. That's GB Max. Max's Stay Puft. So oh. GB Max brought like the eight inch one or whatever it was. And he had mm. all the fans signing it. But I had gotcha. a 10 inch that I carried to every table as a class 10. And so when it was like, hey, what are you my signing for you, your photos or whatever? I just pushed this giant 10 inch toy across <laughs> the table and then had conversations like the one with Dave Coulier, where he was like, where do you want me to sign this? And I went wherever you want. Fielder's choice. It's like a Yankees team baseball. And he went, well, can I take this whole side over here? And I went, yeah. And so literally the entire side of Stay Puff's head is Dave Coulier. <laughs> but, nice. but like, you know, Ivan signed the top of it. Maurice Lamar signed part of it. Like everybody who was there, who I got to meet, signed him. And he's like a big team baseball. But then I went home and was like, I didn't, I'd never had like eight by tens. I didn't have, I just, they weren't ever a thing I really collected. And then it, honestly, part of it was always that I was like, ah, you'll get scammed on the internet or whatever. And and then I got those ones and I was like, they're cool. I get to look at that all the time. And it's so it's a cool totem. And then your group was a thing that like I found and joined like through the yes, have some folks like, you know, I mean, what is that like two years ago? At least that that was clicking into your group. And um, from there, I was just like, OK, this is kind of neat. Like this is this is a cool group <laughs> of people. It's fun to talk yeah. about this. And there was a lot of like just good insight and advice and stuff in your group. And so I always say this, like as much as I love the fact that like, hey, knowing you means that we get to find out about autographs um like i appreciate everything you all set up because of the information that i've learned just being in that group like what are the best pen themes yeah. for signing or you know, whatever <laughs> it is so yeah but um well thanks we, we try you know it's uh it, we weren't the first to do it obviously um ghost but uh the containment it came a little later there was some other groups out there that you know matt and i've been in the autograph world for a while a lot longer than the containment unit existed yeah and it it wasn't until Afterlife was announced that we were like, well, maybe, you know, maybe we'll do something because we were both collecting just uh, independently. Um, you know, that and Star Wars and indie, you know, the kind of stuff that has big fandoms, you know? Yeah, sure. But it is it's really cool that like you've basically figured out how to like create a pipeline, you know, to sort of <laughs> like that's yeah. I think it's the autograph pipeline. Um, it's, <laughs> if you if you're you know, if you it's how that's to me, it's like we've talked about this and not, you know, not to sort of like rehash part of the conversation I had with Matt, but like many of the principal people who were involved in these films are becoming harder and harder to yeah. access, you know, and see. And like, uh, yeah, we've tried with a couple of the, the older generation and as they get older, they just, they want to enjoy their time with their family and their retirement and their downtime. And, you know, they worked real hard for years and years. And, you know, a lot of these folks are in their seventies and, uh, you're right. They're just harder to access and they just don't, really have much of a desire yeah um, and, and yeah. including some who have been pretty common before 
And I think part of that, too, is it's like we all know this, that like the world has changed quite a bit <laughs> in terms of yeah. where people want to go and be in big crowds for some folks. Especially well, that's why we started fragile. And like, that's what I know. And like, that's what's yeah. funny is like you started that um, like as something that existed, though, pre pandemic. You know, you know what I mean? It's like it wasn't, yeah, like, yeah. hey, you started the containment unit because the pandemic existed. It's no, like, no, know. we started it because we wanted a place to talk and we wanted a place to to communicate with other collectors and connect yeah. and, and help build collections. but. We didn't really intend on doing signings. And it wasn't until the pandemic when everybody was stuck at home. You know, like I said, Matt and I are autograph collectors. I had stuff for Steve Johnson that I needed to get signed and I was going to send it to a con. I think it was in Philadelphia early in 2020. But then the pandemic happened. Everybody's sitting at home. We're like, well, let's try to find something fun to do. And so about six months into it, around June, like we started talking to these people and they were actually receptive. And, right. you know, yeah. a lot of them were people who were doing cons and then that revenue or sorry, that income went away. Right. And so we were able to help them, help the fans and give something for everybody during a really hard time to kind of distract. And that's where it started. And then it's just got it snowballed, which since. is like so cool because <laughs> it's like it was just like, hey, let's talk about autog- but it became like, hey, let's get some autographs. Like and yeah. and I I have to say that's it's really amazing. Like it's it's such a cool thing because I don't I don't know maybe I'm naive but I don't know how much that kind of um fan hustle and networking exists. <laughs> you know, with every fandom, you know, I, there's, there's certainly yeah. there's like there's definitely Star Trek autograph groups out there, right? But like I think that mm-hmm. a lot more of them are like not so much grassroots work. You know, like they're yeah. kind of from they're more like, hey, we're a big business that's going out and contracting and doing this and. You know, whereas like this started out kind of like, hey, we have experience. We've worked with these people. We've yeah. done different stuff. How can we coordinate this in a way that responds to the moment? You know, so um, thank you for doing it. I appreciate no it. And well, thank you. I, I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate I, the accolades. Like we just do it because we want to, you know, we want to spend time with these people and we want to we want to bring them, bring their stories, bring their signatures, all that to people who wouldn't normally have the opportunity. Yeah. And if nothing else, I would not I would without you all, I would not know what an Itoya was. <laughs> Oh, I just, uh, my buddy, uh, Teddy, he shot me a text the other day. They started making iToyas for uh, records. LPs, oh, really? And, and that's uh, 100% up my alley. Uh, that is for me because I don't have a vinyl record player, but I have several of Ghostbusters records because I'm <laughs> sick in the head. Uh-huh. Uh, so Send like, me that Mondo Ghostbusters them. one that you've probably got over there unopened. I don't have that. Oh, I actually right. don't have any of the Mondo stuff. I admit it. Fair enough. Um, but I have, and I don't have the River of Slime chiptunes either. Although. It was just something you could pick up uh, again in the last week. And if you still want a warped copy, I should remind people of this. Have you seen this? (laughs) Let's talk about this for a second. It's fun. What's your reaction to that? Like, do you think that's a a, as a collector, as somebody who collects stuff and is like looking to keep it preserved? Does that concept and for those of you don't know what this is, I talked about this last week in the podcast that the River of Slime, like Chiptunes digital release, um, there was a run of those and then they did a half off run of them because some of them arrived warped maybe i didn't talk about this um maybe i meant to and i forgot but um they like arrived warped at the factory so they were like hey we're not going to ship these out to people who order them we're going to get a second run but then they offered them for half off for warped vinyl lps that many of them skip on the first track so somebody offers you this at half off what's your take like as a person who's like if you're buying collecting vinyl what do you think? Do I already have another one as well that's not damaged? No, I mean, let's just say like, I mean, that's, I don't know. What do you, well, d- 
Uh, do you? I thought about it. I thought, okay, I saw the same post and I thought about the scratch and dent one because the normal one didn't appeal to me whatsoever. It's not my thing. <laughs> right. But but I was like, well, if it's like half price, maybe I would because the pe- because the, the and nothing against them. It's just not for me. And that's OK. But right. the sleeve is really nice. <laughs> yes. You know, the music, though, it's just not for me. Uh, but like I would think about that, too. Like I, you know, I recently um, in the group, I had a Ghostbusters item for sale that's autographed and it's it's not in the best condition, but it's also 40 years old, you know, and and there's still intrinsic value there. You know, right. it's so I think that album, you know, think about this. If that album, you know, it's worth five hundred dollars in five years, the, the the one in mint condition, that one's going to be worth two fifty or three hundred because somebody's going to want it and say, well, I want at least that I'll take. Right. It. So, yeah, I mean, it's look, they're they're making uh, they're making lemonade, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with those oh, for sure. scratch and dent. For ones. sure. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate I, I respect that hustle. Oh, yeah. You know? No, there's I, by no means it was like sort of it might be like, do you believe they're doing this? Those sons of, <laughs> you know, like, but I, I think about it from the standpoint that I did the same logic in my brain as like when it was what it was and it cost what it cost. I was like, eh, chip tunes are cool, but like you don't have a record player. You don't really have a place to you already have several vinyl LPs just sit inside your bookshelf and you look at and take out occasionally and go, hey, can't actually listen to this in its current format. Let's go get the MP3s instead. I was like, so, you know, you shouldn't spend that money. But then the minute it was half off, half of my brain was like, well, you do have a collection, right? Like, it's just more collecting. And I was like, no, stop. You have to stop. No, no, this would be another thing. You're right. This is exactly the logic of why we didn't need it to begin with. Right. Was but that half price thing. Oh, no, I'm sure they got some people with that. Like Half they, price. Have we all gone mad? <laughs> we all gone mad. <laughs> that would have that was there was a missed opportunity to do that with the way that that was marketed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, have we all gone mad? No, we're just warped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This week's ecto ectroplasm brought to you by Tunes, <laughs> 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 the River of Slime LP, and whoever makes that whose name I've forgotten right now, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I really do appreciate what you all do at an autograph level, because this is also part of it. If I get an autograph from you, chances are pretty damn high. I'm not getting a warped one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we don't uh, we don't send the warped ones. Uh, You know that I mean, sometimes shit happens and a pen explodes and whatnot. But, you know, here's some little inside baseball for you. We bring extra photos. Oh, Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not every not every photo, but the popular ones, you know, just I think we've probably had maybe two items total out of all the signings that were like actually ruined in the moment because of a pen exploding or whatnot. But always just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Um, Well, I was going to I I have like a whole bunch of questions to ask you about signings and things if you're cool with it, because I just wanted to like pick your brain about things. Um, But um, at some point we should talk to you about what you have coming up down the pipeline. Uh, sure. I I just want to bounce this question off of you. What is from your perspective? Because uh, this is the thing that people may not realize. Like, not only do you like, hey, I'll get you eight by ten sign, but like you do this thing. And like Matt talked a little bit about this, um, but he kind of su- I think he suggested that you might have more to say about it. Um, oh. What is it? How do you grapple with dealing with other people's stuff? Like, because one of the things you do that's so challenging that I'm always impressed by is like you don't just go, hey. We'll send you a, a photo. We got 50 of them signed. Like, no, you're like, hey, 
you have a thing that you want signed and you have a project you're working on uh, that you're trying to get five signatures from five people, send it in and we'll work on get, like, is there like a vault at your house just full of like other people's stuff or like, how does this work? Like, yeah. So yeah, uh, look, I, I, the only reason we do the send in thing is because that's how I built my collection. Not all yeah. of it, but like I've sent in, I've sent stuff all over the globe to be signed at different shows and, and I appreciate that. I like, it's were, nuts. Like, I thought you were going to say, that's how I built my collection. I have other people send me their stuff. And that's, that's how good. I build my collection. That's good. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> no, but, your but, serious answer. No, no. Sorry. No, it's all, it's all good. But the, no, the send-ins are, are sometimes a headache, especially depending on the item. Uh, I have a walk-in closet that is by my door where people would store coats and stuff. That, yeah, is, yeah. The con- that is the containment unit. <laughs> it is all stored in there. It is all stored safely. Uh, it got so bad because we're doing all these afterlife signings and, and we've done a bunch and we're, we're doing posters and stuff. And we have hundreds of pieces from afterlife uh, for all the send ins. I actually had to move the packaging that people sent their stuff in. Yeah. Off site to a storage <laughs> locker. I'm not kidding to a storage locker because I just had too many tubes and boxes right. and shit. And it's just it was taking over my house and I had a storage unit already. I was like, you know what? So I don't think anybody knows that it doesn't matter. It's just an empty tube. But like when somebody says, if they come to me and they say, uh, Hey, can you send that poster you've been holding? It's going to take an extra like day. Cause I got to go to a storage locker and like <laughs> right, take it out thing, right. because there's a lot of packaging. It's nuts because we've held, and I don't mind doing it, but we hold the items for people so they don't get, uh, they don't have to cut pay for shipping back and right. forth. But also, uh, my uh my friend my customer uh one of our biggest supporters bobby love yeah he told me this the other day and it stuck with me i'd never thought of it that way the less you can put a multi-signed item in the mail the better oh yeah for sure like because the less risk of damage and yeah all yeah things. exactly and shout and out I, to bobby love because bobby love is a fan of the extraplasm <laughs> podcast of extraplasm and hi bobby love um we both we love bobby love right? <laughs> good, good dude there um so yeah, the send-ins, you know, uh, they're tricky. They're tricky, but you, at the end of the day, you treat it like it's your own. You know, if you send me a poster, that's for the time it's in my hands and the and the time it's with me, I'm its guardian. It's yeah, it's my poster. I treat it like it's mine. Yeah, because I would expect that from anyone else. I send and that the, uh, the reason I brought it up is because like it is such a unique thing to me. Like from my perspective, like that. Hey, are you you? Th- you're tr- we everybody who's in the group like knows you and we're we trust you we're like hey i'm gonna send you something you're gonna take care of it right and it's like yeah like and you're like yeah. there's you don't have to worry about it like um i think it's cool that like you do it because it does do that because that is one of those big concerns it's like i i don't think i'm ever don't think it's the wrong way it's not that i think that you would ever do anything wrong with it but like i don't know that i'll ever let my stay puff with its like collection of signatures on it out of the house ever again like because oh i don't blame you, know, you. And it's like part of me like wants to be able to get other names on it that I know you can like probably put on it. But I'm also like terrified of like putting it in the mail and having anything happen to it. But if we're starting a new project, right. And it's like, hey, I'm doing an art. I'm doing an afterlife project. And I know that like you might get signings with so and so and so and so again. Or like, you know, you think you might. You can say, hey, I'm going to hold on to this because down the road we know we're going to have this person involved. You can get their name on it. It's kind of cool to not have to ship it back and forth. But it did make me often wonder because, like, I know I'll see people inside your group and they'll be like, I'm going to send this in. And it's like their mm. Lego firehouse or something. Oh, <laughs> like, so yeah. here's my question. And if you don't want to answer it, it's fine because I don't want to necessarily. 
piss off anybody out there. Like, what would you say is the most challenging thing? Maybe it's a better way to answer it is like if there's a genre of things, so you don't have to upset anybody. Like, what's the most challenging thing you think to handle that comes into you and is sort of like take care of for a long term period of time to make sure that like somebody gets their stuff back? Or like, what's the most challenging to be shipping back and forth? So there's two answers to that question. It depends on which way you want to go. Well, um, I can I'll I, listen to both. That's fine. All right. <laughs> if I have to, if I have to call out, if I have to call out a specific item, it's a, it's, it's posters. Yeah. If I have to call out a genre, it's anything that's not flat. Gotcha. Because, you know, <laughs> when we go to a signing, you know, picture, picture this, if you will, Matt and Tom flying to Minnesota in the middle of November with a, <laughs> with a hard case suitcase full of ecto ones right you know it's like how many suitcases do you have to take to take all this stuff you know and and uh ecto ones and then you've got action figures in the boxes and you've got uh, proton pack parts and and funko pops and all this stuff and it just it makes it cumbersome yeah you know because we're at the end of the day you know you you mentioned earlier like there's you know big autograph companies and stuff the containment unit is literally tom and matt right and like so it's the two of you, yeah, so anywhere, we don't, any we don't, state, there's not like some team of yeah, other people handling no, it. Yeah. We don't have freight to like ship your stuff <laughs> places. Like uh, somebody sent me um, and it didn't get signed, but they sent me, they said, oh, well, I'm going to send you my poster for Finn Wolfhard. And we said, great. What they didn't disclose to us is that that poster was like one of those subway banners that's like oh, six wow. feet long or something. Yeah, yeah. It's gigantic. I can't even take it on a plane. Right. You know, so so that, you know, anything not 3D is a headache. Posters are you you asked about shipping and, and moving them and all that. Um, long term posters are tricky because you're unrolling them, you're rolling them up, you're putting them back in a yeah, tube, yeah. you're getting them signed. You know, we have posters here for Afterlife. I've got so many Afterlife posters in my home right now, except mine for some reason. But um, <laughs> so all these posters uh They've been signed by five or six people at this point, probably. I can't yeah. even remember off the top of my head. You know, so every time it's just like you got to and you got to be so careful and imagine, if you will, that you have a signer visualize this at a table and you have a roll of of one hundred and fifty posters. Yeah. How do you get each poster signed? You have to unroll it, mm -hmm. put it in front of the person, then it's got to go somewhere to dry. So it's posters are the thing that I hate the most. Um, gotcha. But I also I but I respect the poster the most, too. Because right. to me, that's the item that you want signed from a movie is the poster. Oh, yeah. And it's like the thing that displays on your wall or like, you know, right. you put in a frame. And yeah, I hear that. Um, but I, it's interesting. I, when you said you said this big subway poster, I was reminded of the fact that I have two giant. <laughs> I don't know if you know that I have these, but uh, I have two bus bench ads <laughs> like from the from L.A. Like, uh -huh. from the Los, like from Los Angeles for like the buses, like the benches. Uh -huh. I have afterlife like <laughs> nice. bus bench ads that are like hard, <laughs> weather safe, weatherproof vinyl. Um, oh, cool. And essentially there's a guy on like this is somebody's going to go. You're not supposed to have this. I'm like, oh, probably. Uh, but there's a guy on eBay. He he apparently I don't know how he gets him, but whenever a bus bench ad is damaged, or gets graffitied, there's a little known fact, many people not know this, but the people who make the bus benches or the advertisements have to install the benches. So like the way that the Los Angeles like bus bench system works is that like 99% of the money that puts benches next to the buses at for all the metro stations is because the advertising company pays for the bench. 
So <laughs> part of their license agreement with the city to provide all the benches is they have to actually maintain them and make them look good. So they can't allow them to be gra- be graffitied mm. and to remain that way or otherwise they can lose the contract for oh, the buses, for the benches. Right. And so this is like some yeah. hammered out deal. So this means that there's somebody's job who goes around every day and drives around Los Angeles and tears down one bus bench ad that's been tagged or damaged or cracked or whatever and replaces it with another ad. Somewhere along the line comes in this eBay seller who manages to get the ads. So (laughs) I have two that probably had marker on them at some point, but were magic erasered off because it's weatherproof vinyl. And the seller like uses some stock photo and sends them. And when he mails them to you, (laughs) hilariously, he doesn't even put them in anything. He just takes them, rolls them up into like a a coil, right? Like doesn't put them in a box, doesn't put them in plastic because they're weather safe vinyl. And he just rolls them inside out and then takes like packing tape and just covers them. (laughs) And sends out like entire bus bench ads this way. And at one point I was like, it would be cool to get this signed. It is like (laughs) no joke like five feet long of like hard, you know, weatherproof vinyl. Right. So yeah. um, that thing yeah, shows I'll, up. In I'll my never do that. I'm probably going to drop an F bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I will never do this to you, but I did for a second. I was like, that would be a sick April fool's joke. Yeah. What did you say about posters? Let's see you do this. <laughs> <laughs> Someone once sent uh, a buddy of mine in the autograph world without telling him what they were sending a life-size foam Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman to be signed by her <laughs> that was in two pieces, torso and legs. And this thing shows up at his at his place and he's supposed to take it to a convention in Manhattan to be signed. <laughs> Wait, why did both halves have to go? Was it like she had this like gal up top and good dough down the legs? Like, why wouldn't you just send? Look, I understand this is absurd to begin with, right? Like, this is a terrible idea. Nobody should freaking do it. But like, if you're going to do it, like no one sends the whole proton pack to you like that's Yeah, <laughs> I that that was probably the line of questioning that the guy got. Why'd you send me the legs? <laughs> yeah. I bet, but I've been impressed sometimes by seeing the things that people do send to you in creative mm. ways, like um, the number of trap doors that I yep. have seen people like take off and just send you a spirit Halloween trap door or a Maddie trap door and or a Charlesworth dynamic trap door, whatever <laughs> a trap door. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter whose it is, but. Um, you know, like, or their visors for their cars, you know, like they I, haven't, have I haven't actually gotten any of those. Oh, you haven't uh, gotten one of those? Not, not us. No, I got a, uh, recently I got a bumper. <laughs> the whole bumper? Was, yeah, which was pretty good. <laughs> well, like a proton pack bumper. Oh, right. I thought you meant like a bumper. <laughs> not like a car bumper. Yeah, it's a Cadillac like, bumper. How does that not get worse than the poster? <laughs> like, I got car parts in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I got the driver's side door for a 1959 <laughs> Miller Meteor. Didn't have any glass in it, thank God. But, you know, it was still, mm. it was an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, is there anything that you that you know that, like, uh, you thought was going to be a super challenge, but then you were really happy when it got done? Like, you thought that it came out so cool. You were like, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. But then when you got it done, you were stoked about how it came <laughs> out for the person. Or for you. I mean, either way. Uh, for the person, not so much. I, I've gotten personally some weird stuff signed over the years. Like, uh, I'm a big Twin Peaks fan. It's a TV show. Yeah. You know? uh, I have a shovel that I spray painted gold 
that I took to a con, <laughs> a, you know, big shovel that yeah. I had somebody sign. <laughs> you know, I, I always want to, I like, I've had people, um, like, request things. You know, for instance, when we had the Ernie signing a few months ago, for the first time ever, and I never thought of it, and neither did Matt, so that tells you, you know, where I guess where our head's at. Somebody asked Ernie to write Zetamore instead of Winston. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I was so excited to see it. And it turned out great. And then I, I started uh, thinking about all these different ideas of like, OK, we get pictures of all f- all four guys and we we black out the name tag. and We have them write their name there. Right. You know? And like we had all these crazy ideas. Um, but it's like sometimes that'll happen where it's like somebody sends us something or they they enlighten us. And it's like, oh, we should do that. You know, it's like true. Like I was we did ghost projects. He doesn't ever sign it that way. Like he no. always signs at Winston underneath it. So no, uh, Danny will sign stance. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen that a few times, but uh, you know, like the projects we've done where we do a ghost project, we've done at least three of them because somebody in the group said, Hey, can we do this project for this person? And then we create it and more than one person gets it, you know, but it's like, we take people's feedback and their ideas and then we run with them, you know, especially if they're good, if they're bad, we don't. Um, you raised his name, so I kind of want to just go here for a second, even though it's a complete kind of sidetrack conversation oh, yeah. moment. Will you will you tell me a bit about Ernie Hudson's avocado toast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he told you about that. Uh, yeah. Told, so yes, he said it. He told me about it, and he said yeah. when he was on, he was like, "Yeah, well, you know." You have avocado yeah. told said had the story, but if you don't have to, yeah, well, to, no, 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 no. Well, we had a we had a signing scheduled with Ernie in uh, last spring, and then he got uh, cast on a TV show, and and they were filming the TV show in Vancouver, and so we were uh, he had to cancel uh, the signing. So we we've been trying to reschedule it. We had been trying, and it looked for a while like we were going to go up to Vancouver, which is uh, only about two hours from me. Um, drive up there, do the signing, um, but then his schedule freed up. He was back down in L.A. shooting the series and he had some time. And and so it happened really quick. And uh, I didn't know really until the day that that's where because, you know, oftentimes when we do a signing, um, it's at uh, like a <laughs> I'm going to I'm not going to name names, uh, a Starbucks, a Carl's Jr., somebody's house, right. a bar. Yeah. You know, it's it's all different places. And I had no idea I was going to Ernie Hudson's home, but I was and I did. And, uh, it was, you know, his wife and his family were there and we were sitting at his dining table and, uh, his wife made cookies for us and we were eating (laughs) cookies and then avocado toast appeared and, and Ernie did the thing that, um, you know, like, like maybe a a dad would do and be like, you know, your mom really wants you to have some of this toast, you know, is that kind of thing. It was, (laughs) she's like, this is for you, you guys. So you should have some of this avocado toast. And, (laughs) and so I'm sitting in Ernie Hudson's living room, dining room, eating avocado toast, looking at a Winston action figure that was spray painted gold and glued to a trophy (laughs) while he goes upstairs to change into the flight suit. And I'm just like, my, my brain just melts. It's just, I'm done. He changed into the flight suit to do the signing. He changed into the flight suit for a particular reason. Okay. And, uh, and then he changed out of it. You don't have to share why he was in a flight suit. All right. (laughs) I am confident yeah. that he has one at home, even if he does, because he makes cameos. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was in the presence of him wearing the flight suit at his home we'll just <laughs> while eating that, avocado toast. While eating avocado, eating avocado toast, surrounded by a mountain of Ghostbusters Afterlife pictures and photos. How surreal and, is that moment for you? 
it was it was the 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 most surreal part of it, Jim, was and I I don't think I'll get in trouble for saying this, but as I was leaving, I noticed uh the vehicle parked in the driveway. And I, I happened to look at the back window and on the back window, you know, people have those little stickers of your family and yeah, like yeah. a stick figure on the back of Ernie Hudson's car for Ghostbusters and Slimer. <laughs> Not even kidding. It's either I, I think maybe it's it's his wife's car. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's on there and it's just it, it just it warmed my heart. It's awesome. I love it. Um, he's I, I have to say there's a re- I've joked about this. but There's a reason why, like the podcast ends every week with him. Right. Like every week. And what it is, is it's a cameo that I was sent to like literally four weeks into the pandemic. Like I was it was my 40th birthday. I was home alone. I couldn't go and have a party. And a friend of mine who is not even a ghost nut, like he's not even a Ghostbusters head. He's just a person who knew what this was going to mean to me. Yeah. And I opened up my phone and had this text message. And it was just like him just talking. Just I hear it's your birthday. Like, you know. We're living in weird times, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get through this. And I was just like, I started crying. I was like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Winston <laughs> says we're going to be okay. <laughs> just like that. So I, I, for me, I would have, I don't know how I would have handled it. I might've just gone like, my brain may have just been like, I don't know how to handle this. Realities and worlds are colliding. And I appreciate you sharing the story because I felt weird just putting you on the spot about it a little bit. But nah. I also was like, I have to hear about this because. He, when Matt was like, I can't tell you the story because it's his story. You yeah. have to get, you know, but yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those life moments that, uh, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't ring true in my head. Like, yeah. Like I was there and it happened, but it, it doesn't feel real. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like something happened to somebody more. else. It's like you watched, yeah. like watched it in a movie and you're like, that didn't really happen to me. I just kind of like <laughs> disassociated from that. Happened to that guy I know who makes the autographs. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, the trip is always chaotic and it's always stressful and traveling and all that. But then that kind of like it just changed everything for that trip. And it was it was pretty amazing. There has to be like so many of those moments. And I don't know if there's any others that you want to share like that that have just been like kind of mind blowing. Like, I can't believe this is happening kind of moments, <laughs> you know, where it's just like I'm having this conversation or I'm sitting in this space with this person. And it's so weird because it's just I never yeah. thought I'd be here. You know, I think it's kind of like humble braggy sometimes uh but it's like you know matt and i work really closely with a lot of these individuals and you know uh some of them uh many of them like i and i i consider them friends and and that's the part that's really weird uh not weird but it's like it's just mind-blowing to me to be like like that person i could text them today and say how was dinner and they they would they would they would respond and they would ask me how my dinner what you know what i mean it's like that's the part that's really crazy. And you've had a relationship that you've built with people and that's, I, I have to say like I, the podcast has benefited from that and that like we did this giveaway. Right. And Matt was on, he came on and did extra plasm and he offered to donate, uh, you know, Mark Brian Wilson autographs for extra plasma's giveaway. And, you know, just like by virtue of that, his charity and his donation and the work that you've done before this odd coincidence happened, right. It was just like, Somebody met, somebody asked me recently, like, how did you get Laura Summer to do your, <laughs> to your career? Like, did you, how much did you pay her? And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think you understand. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, that happened because of like goodwill. Like yeah. that was like, like that literally happened because that was the day that somebody posted her Ilphonic video that was like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if she was in the Ilphonic video game? Mm-hmm. And 
I retweeted it and was like, isn't this cool? And put it in my stories and she liked it. And then we had a quick back and forth and she was like, oh, hey, you're doing this thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing it with Matt Sanders of the containment unit. And she was just like, I love Matt Sanders. What can I was like, what can I do to help you? And I was like, whoa, really? Thank you so much, Laura Summer. You're amazing. Like and that. But all of that has to do with like not with me. That has everything to do with like the goodwill that like the two of you have built, you know, like so thank you, because it was certainly helpful for like, you know, a a charity effort for sure. yeah, but like that to me is what's so amazing is it's like you've and it's been it's what been like what since the pandemic that you've really been doing this. It's like yeah. you're going on maybe uh, less than three years of doing these kinds yeah. of things, you know, so it's really neat. Yeah, you inspired one, actually. One of our signings. I'm did pretty I? sure. If it, oh, I did. Not you cut I it out. I, yeah, no, I think I did. Well, you you kind of brought Danielle Kennedy to my to my world. Like, yeah. Yeah, because that like in the movie, I was like wow uh i was like she's awesome and i loved her her dialogue as roller granny and all that but you yeah you uh (laughs) like i don't know if i don't remember exactly how it happened because that was i don't know 2021 but like you either found her you talked with her you made a comment about her and i was like we should get roller granny and i love danielle you know she's so great and uh shout out there to one part goes to jd raymer who made a little he he clipped her and made a little meme of her uh-huh. And then we've started, I put her on Instagram and tagged her again, That's Instagram stories yeah. and tagging is yeah. sometimes it's the way things happen. And I tagged her in it and she was so tickled with the fact that she was like a meme, but she also was like, can you send this to me? Like as an email? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause it's like, yeah. how do I send an Instagram story as an email? I don't know. <laughs> like, so we yeah. figured out how to clip it and send it to her, but that's kind of how that started was like, yeah. And then we had, and I sent her an email and, said thank you for your performance and stuff and she ended up sending me a very nice email back and um yeah so and then matt was like yeah we were doing a signing and she talked about this this thing that she kept this email and i was like i think that's my email (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird but yeah um i'm glad that worked out because she's super nice like she is and like you didn't pick up on this already folks listening out there that's roller granny um one of the most iconic members of the, the the town of Somerville in Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. So I want her to show up in the next one somehow. I don't care. I don't care if it That'd breaks canon. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I really don't care. I'm like, just bring her. I don't care. Like, like tell me there's a spinners that opened in New York City and she was like hired as the training manager uh, to come on out and train all these young whippersnappers how to roller skate. Like I'm for it. Like <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. I'd love that. Oh, I'd love it. It would be so cool. Um, I would be so stoked for it. So one thing we got to talk about for sure. We got to talk about Bill Murray. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, it's safe to say like Bill Murray is probably like the most coveted autograph that people can't seem to get for some reason, one or another. And I maybe I'll just revise that of folks who are still with us. Um, yeah. Cause there's definitely yeah. autographs. Like I, I would, I personally, if you're like, you can have a Harold Ramis autograph. Or you can have a Bill Murray autograph. I'd be like, give me the Harold Ramis autograph over like, and I'm not never giving it up, but um, good move. Sorry, Bill. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, I mean, Bill is probably the hardest autograph from film and TV that you could try to get. There's other people that are difficult uh, off the top of my head. Scarlett Johansson's really difficult. Uh, Robert Redford's difficult. Rick Moranis is difficult, but there's 
like he's kind of like when you think about people who aren't the best signers, he's at the top of everybody's list in the sure. autograph world. He just doesn't. It's not his thing. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing about Bill, though, is, uh, you know, like he did a play in the early 2000s with Sigourney in New York. Um, I got him. I wrote to him at a movie set and got the autograph back. Somebody uh, has gotten him through the mail last year as well. Uh, he doesn't hate signing autographs. He hates being asked to sign an autograph. I think gotcha. in the situation, I, th- I think it is. But I think like if he's at a desk or he's like, oh, I'm, he's in his dressing room and he's bored and somebody's like, we sign this. He'd be like, yeah, totally. It's we. It's an it's an interesting dynamic with him. Have you heard? I don't know if you heard my when when Matt was on what my um my plot is for how you get a Bill Murray autograph. I want to see what your take on it is if you haven't heard it. I but, did listen to the show. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's been and a while. I did it remember like your plot. Three. It was like twenty episodes. Yeah. Ago, so. Give me give me like a quick bullet point. Yeah, reminder. It's, it's a very wily e. coyote plan. It's you have a wedding in like South Carolina. Oh, that's yeah. Where like near a <laughs> near a golf tournament, and yeah. it's not a real wedding. It's a farce. It's just right. a wedding to trick Bill Murray to come to it because Bill Murray goes where Bill Murray, Murray wants and Bill Murray does what Bill Murray wants to do. And one of the things Bill Murray do, does sometimes is he just shows up at weddings yeah. that is not his that he's not invited to and becomes the moment. Right. And so I said for a while, like one of the key ideas, one of the ways to do it is just set up a wedding, like avoid all this other hassle of chasing him down, figure out the golf tour and then just plan a wedding. Like, and wait for hey, him that's to a, like, that's as good a good idea as any uh you know i really was a i was so confident going to his his golf tournament i was like of course it's his that's where he's going to be signing everything for everybody and matt and i were so like confident uh, there's a meme that exists and it, it made me laugh <laughs> so hard somebody in yhs made it and i laughed so hard and it hurt but it stung <laughs> you know but i don't i don't know what the secret is you know but i can tell you that you're not going to have a chance at Bill unless you are in front of him. Yeah. Or your item is at least. And you never know until you try. And so I'll never tell anybody don't try. Right. But what I will tell them is don't have any expectation of good luck. You know, I <laughs> I have been in front of Bill Murray three times in my life and I've gotten the autograph one time. Yeah. That's not too bad. That's that you is know? like you're batting a 33 percent on that. Right. Yeah. So like that's. Mo- it's but, better than most people. <laughs> but to get my when I when I needed him on a piece, it took me uh, three years to get him. Yeah, trying and and like <laughs> sleepless nights. You know, it's like how do I get this guy? You know, because right. everybody's on there but him. You know, um, you know we we tried to do a signing. We we made it further than probably anybody else because we actually talked to somebody that is connected to him and. It didn't go anywhere, obviously. Um, you know, it's, I think it's the dream of any of every autograph company out there. Yeah, if you could have Bill Murray do a signing. Anybody will. It, it transcends Ghostbusters. It's one of those. Oh, yeah. It's like Jack Nicholson. You know, Jack Nicholson did a signing. It's going to be huge. But right. these guys aren't going to do it. Right. Well, it's, it's interesting. Is it's like when you say that it's it is bit, way bigger than Ghostbusters. It's like if you are a fan of so many things. You know, even yeah. what even there's got to be a whole bunch of people out there who are like, I need a what about Bob poster sign. <laughs> I need a, I need a broken what about Bob coffee mug sign. 
<laughs> that has a dent of Richard Dreyfus's head in it. That's mean. I shouldn't say that. Um, but <laughs> it's okay. Dreyfus deserves it. <clears throat> I need a trash can that Seth Green was once. No, all right, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean for real, like Caddyshack, right? My Meatballs, all those yeah. other movies that like he did that were iconic, and um, even Stripes. It's just like it's so. I think about Stripes and I, I a lot. I've watched it recently. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm watching like proto Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, it's not Ghostbusters. I know it's not Ghostbusters and it's not supposed to be. And it's not, you know, the DNA of one is not the other, but it is so strange. And every time I watch it, I wonder what it would have been like if John Candy had been in Ghostbusters, like originally like mm-hmm. they planned, because it really would have carried over so much more of like that Stripes cast. Yeah. If they originally, if they went with some of the people they were thinking about, you know, but yeah. It's like Groundhog Day, too. You know, I think of that. It's got it shares enough DNA with yeah. Ghostbusters that it's like it's in the family. It's like a yep. cousin. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. In that case, it's the cousin that shows up to Thanksgiving and has a fist fight in the lawn and then <laughs> brother-in-law and brother don't talk for like 25 years and can't show up at weddings together. And, and then one of them goes through some bad shit and the other one shows up to be like, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> Groundhog Day, whether it's a situation that leads to fistfights in the lawn of Thanksgiving or not, it's still one of the greatest movies I love. Um, and it is. It totally has Ghostbusters DNA in it. You're not wrong at all. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that that's that's one that kills me because like I have a poster signed by Harold, the Groundhog Day poster. Yeah. And if I'm in front of Bill Murray, am I really going to have an afterlife poster signed over a Groundhog Day poster right. that's signed by Harold Ramis? Like, I don't know. But by the same token, if you were to hold the two up in front of him, you, yeah. you would never have this opportunity. It would be so weird if you did. You were like, choose the form of your signature. And you hold the two of them up and he has to like pick between them. I would be very odd, right? Like, so I'm He'd sure it's an emotional thing. both of them. You know? <laughs> and sign your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would surprise me. Um. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is we talked about this a little bit off the air. Um, I'll we'll try and talk about this because I don't know if it happened or not, if I just fever dreamed it. But I think it happened. I, I'm convinced I saw a story recently about a guy who went to golf, like showed up and played golf, like at a golf tournament that Bill Murray was at. And mm. he didn't just like show up in a Ghostbusters outfit. He literally played golf all day in a Ghostbusters outfit, I think. And then mad respect, like got signatures. And I'm like, one, if I if I didn't actually if this didn't actually happen. And I've just fever dreamed this like none of you better take this idea because it's mine now. <laughs> but mm. like, but realistically, if this really did happen, and I really think it did. Do you think this can ever happen again? Like, do you think that realistically anybody can ever successfully pull off the I show up at, say, Pebble Beach and enter the tournament somehow and dress as a Ghostbuster the whole day and then walk out with Bill Murray's respect. Yeah. Like, it, it, if you're in the once? tournament, if you're yeah. playing, sure. I think, I think that, that, you know, like he has good days and bad days. You know, this year he's been really good. Like <laughs> over like the last year he's been really like every time I've seen anyone say that they encountered Bill, it's always been, Oh, and he signed. Which is not how it's always been. So for like yeah. the last year, you know, he doesn't sign at premieres either. Right. Um, he does. He just doesn't do it. But I hear through the grapevine that he did at the Ant-Man premiere, but it right. wasn't like on the red carpet. It was somewhere else. What is, is that true? I don't know. I haven't seen an item, but uh, he just you got to get him in the right mood. He, he's a he's a 
he's a legend. You know, he is Bill fucking Murray, and he's going to do what he wants, when he wants. <laughs> and if he wants to sign it, he's going to sign it. Uh, yeah, sure, throw on a Cubs hat or, or wear a flight suit. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't. I really don't know. At this but point, it's just it's a crapshoot. But I just crapshoot. I if I'm I'm telling I'm so mad that I can't find this story because I'm telling <laughs> you I, I I read it and I was like I have to talk to you about this and I'm so pissed off that I can't find it right now. Before we were talking before like we we were looking for this right beforehand. For those of you who are listening, and you're like, way to show up prepared, dude. Sorry. Um, sometimes <laughs> that you know I suck, but um, <laughs> like I I wondered about this. You know, like is that something that you know, if you're if you're him, do you look at that as like, hey, this is you've gone beyond the pale of spectacle or do you go game recognize game? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I just <laughs> I don't know. You know, so, I don't know. He I, I don't know exactly what goes through his head, obviously, but he does seem to <clears throat> have changed a little bit after afterlife. And I, I don't know what the reason is. You could dissect it. I think if you were to dress up in a flight suit in front of Bill Murray of a better shot than if you were to dress up in a flight suit in front of Rick Moranis. That's fair. Yeah. But, but does that mean it's a good shot at all? I don't know. But what if you hey, dress you up, something. what if you dress up in a colander on your head in front of Rick Moranis? <laughs> you just uh, show up with a spaghetti strainer on your head. <laughs> he, you know, you do realize he's, he's worn a, it twice, right? Or he's like, he's had a weird helmet thing twice. Yeah, he has. He had that one. Yeah. And then he also yeah. had the weird helmet was, from uh, Honey, yeah, I the Kids. Yeah. Right? You know, he, he doesn't seem to be very sentimental. Yeah. Rick. Uh, but that being said, like, I I met him at the con that he did. And then I, I stayed for his panel. He'll talk all day about Spaceballs or Strange really? Brew. But he but Ghostbusters, it's just kind of like. I don't think that was the I get the impression it wasn't necessarily his favorite project that he worked on for whatever well, reason. I'd imagine it's one he came into, right? That like they, he wasn't necessarily yeah. involved in all the creative elements of it. He's exactly. credited, he's credited for creating that character out of like right. what was on the page for sure. And if like John Candy had his way, he would have been in the picture and been a big German guy with two big <laughs> German shepherds or Doberman pinchers yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, um, I, that fascinates me because I honestly, I would love to talk to Rick Moranis about Spaceballs. Because I love space. Like Spaceballs is one of what's I this is so this is like it's so stupid inside baseball in my life. But like, um, do you know that I saw Spaceballs before I ever saw Star Wars? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I saw Spaceballs. I remember very vividly the same way I remember how I saw Ghostbusters. I saw Ghostbusters and I know exactly where I was, how it happened. I was four years old and I very distinctly know what was going on. I was like, I had to be seven, I guess, when um, Spaceballs came out. And my parents took us to go see Masters of the Universe. Ooh. And it was the first time that we ever theater hopped. Like we nice. they, we had this new thing in the town called the multiplex and it had all these tons of movies. And my dad was like, well, why can't we just stay in and just go to another one? And so we did. And the movie we went to was Spaceballs. And I was like seven years old in the back <laughs> of that movie theater, not understanding half of what was going on. Like, because... It, you know, I didn't have never seen yeah. Star Wars one. And then I don't understand half of the double entendres. I don't understand. It's a reference to the Doubleman twins. Like, I don't none of this makes. <laughs> but I think the, the half man, half dog and the robot lady are cool. So I tend to think about Spaceballs as my organic Star Wars. Right. Because it's nice. like I watched that first and was like, they should make like an Eagle five playset. 
<laughs> I wasn't like, we need a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I'm sitting around thinking about Planet Spaceball, and I'm not That's thinking awesome. about Tatooine. <laughs> and I'm thinking about yogurt and not yo like this is how warped this is why people are like don't you like star star wars i'm like yeah it's okay like, <laughs> um it doesn't have stunt doubles i don't know what to tell it you i'm gonna send you something on uh on the instagram that you should take a look at after this uh conversation all right, but don't cool. do it during i will you'll, you'll um, thank me later all right but yeah i uh <laughs> i i would love to pick his brain about that movie that's so funny yeah um sorry to sidetrack into that no, conversation for a minute but um we should talk about you know we talked about who's hard to get. Mm. Who can we get soon? Yeah. So, you know, we just kind of started back up and we, we talked about this a little bit in the group. Um, and we haven't done a podcast in a while, but uh, we, you know, they're filming firehouse. It starts yeah. shooting very soon. So anyone who is in afterlife is off limits essentially until right. the end of summer. Yeah. So that's a lot of people from the new film and it's a lot of people from the old film and, most of the people from the old film, they're not happening anyway. You know, we've tried. If we if we haven't had them yet, there's a reason. Right. That's the bottom line. Uh, doesn't mean we haven't tried. Um, we're, there's one person that I, I, we're talking to. And I, I hope that it will it will go forward. It's not anywhere near where I could announce it or not. But that's that's just kind of afterlife related yeah um so what we're going to do is we're going to uh hit the the hard uh, hit the road pretty hard in in june we're gonna take a trip and we're gonna do a bunch of signings uh from the original films nice uh they're gonna be surrounded mostly around uh finishing up some of our ghost projects but there's also going to be other folks in there as well um so i'm going to give you an exclusive extra plasm exclusive and i'm going to tell everyone in the group to come here to hear the announcement Ooh. Uh, because orders will go live. Well, now soon. I feel bad because we put the announcement one hour and six minutes into the podcast or something. <laughs> into our well, it'll be segment, in the group so, too, but you know. <laughs> uh, so, so we're gonna uh, the first signer we're gonna announce, and and what we're gonna do things a little differently. Usually, we open up a signing and we take orders for about a month, and then the signing happens. We're not doing that this time. We're gonna open orders as soon as we can. Nice. And we're gonna keep that open until like the end of May. You know, give people time. And there's going to be a bunch. They're going to be staggered. So we'll open one and then maybe a week later, we'll open the other or a couple weeks later or whatever. Um, but the first one that's going to be coming up is one we're really excited about. Uh, one that uh, is is critical to every project that we're doing in the groups, uh, you know, which is all about behind the scenes. Uh, the boss film project is the keystone of that. And uh, who who better to sign the boss film project next than the person who founded boss films yeah richard edland academy award winner star wars raiders of the lost ark Amazing. ghostbusters die hard richard edland uh that'll be happening in june orders will go up pretty soon uh i didn't i didn't think that he would when we started this group and we started the projects uh we didn't think that edland was even a possibility like we 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 were more confident in in getting ivan because right. we were going to that was in discussions, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, and it just never, it was never the right time. Um, and uh, so Richard Edlund's a really, really big deal. Um, he he is the guy when it comes to uh, organizing and shepherding all the behind the scenes for Ghostbusters, whether it's the ghosts or the optical effects or the model work, all of that. 
and uh, really excited to add him uh, to Boss Film and all the Ghost projects. So that's coming up. That's um, awesome. That'll be the next announcement. I'm excited. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like that's deal. that is again. Like that's a, a big, huge get because it's like if you are, I mean, you, the minute you start running down the other movies, I'm like, yeah. 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 And then you're like die hard. And I'm like, yeah, I need this. I don't, I don't even, I need more than one. Yeah. I need one on Nakatomi Plaza. I need one on the Ecto one. I need one. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was actually cool. looking around today, uh, for photos of him. And I actually found one when he was presented with an Academy award for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. Trivia. You know who presented that award to him? No. The person's also in an Indiana Jones movie. That person is Mr. Dan Aykroyd. So when you have your photo of Richard Edlund with his Oscar. <laughs> That's so funny. Ne- directly next to him, Dan Aykroyd. Here's your Oscar. You've won. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was pretty good. That was good. Oh, I love Uncle Dan. <laughs> uh, us too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he would love that I call him Uncle Dan and many of us do, but I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with it. I don't think he'll be yeah, like, he'll forgive yeah. it. You know, yeah, and we we tried really hard with him too. Um and there was a moment in time where it looked really like it was going to happen. And I'm, that that's all I need to say about that, but it, it looked really good and then uh the pandemic happened. Gotcha. Frankly. And then uh it it seems things have changed in yeah. his desire uh you know to do anything. You know, I I can, you know, for anybody out there, you know, the thing about and I, I the thing about Dan Aykroyd is this, and I'm not speaking for him. I'm just going to observe something. I'm just going to observe. Uh, there was a period of time where Dan would do uh, Crystal Head Vodka signings a lot. You yeah. go and you get a million things signed. It was great. Right. When was the last time you saw a Crystal Head Vodka signing? Right. No, it's and, true. Yeah. And Dan this year has done multiple uh, Blues Brothers performances with a... Uh, VIP meet and greet where you get a photo, but no autograph. He he did one of those conventions or sorry, one of those concerts at a convention where Ernie Hudson also was right and still did not sign. So, you know, don't if you're sitting out there and you're saying, well, I'm going to wait till I get my uh, or till the next Crystal Head Vodka signing to get Dan on something. You're that's a long wait for a train. Don't come at yeah, this point. I would as say far so. As we can tell. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and I think, you know, that's I think he's still fine with having a vodka company but i oh, think yeah, he yeah. just doesn't need to be out doing i mean like th- this is just to be real like not to be like hey you know he's not out doing the work but he was he's, starting that company like he'll do a lot of right. do a lot of marketing to put that brand on the map by going out he's and being like, like hey 200 million dollars he yeah, doesn't need he doesn't need to do anything <laughs> right like no. he doesn't need that money at all but like that to me is the part i think about anytime he did that it was like it was because he needed to go out and make a name for this brand. Right. right. Which meant he had to go and utilize the star power to help do it. And because he's, you know, very he's very giving to Ghostbusters fans. I think he when is. he engages them, I always say this, like when he walked around at FanFest, um, I, I think we still have more things to talk about that you're going to talk about. But we were kind of sidetracked into this for a second. <laughs> um, this is what happens on this podcast. Some of you like listen to this podcast. You're like, oh, this is my favorite thing when you do this. Some people are like, this is so annoying. Um, mm-hmm. He was going to announce something else. I'm sure he must be. Um, no but- more announcements. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the uh, I-, I think about Dan Aykroyd at the breakfast for class tens. Mm. He walked around everybody who had props. 
And he was so excited. He'd be like, let me talk to you about what's going on. That's amazing. You built that blah, blah. Just, he was so engaged with everybody who was like so deep into what he was like in his brain about props and all this stuff. And it was just so kind of bizarre where he just walked up to people and was like, you know, that's the actual thing we used when we were making the movie you've got. And he's like, yeah, I know it's screen accurate. And he was just like connecting with the screen accuracy and just like so much like fan love and service in that morning of watching him talk that just, you know, I'm sure that everybody yeah. who ever went to a crystal head vodka signing and showed up with a proton pack and they talk about like, he spent like 10 minutes talking to me and he did like, you know, I'm sure oh, he must've been so I've cool. got that story. You know? I've got that story. Cause I went at a proton pack and, uh, I was way at the end of the line. Cause I like went after work and somebody comes down the line and they're like, Hey, come with us. And they pulled me to the front and I felt bad, but I was like, ha 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 suckers. <laughs> and I, what I, this is my intention. When I walked up to the table, they took me around the back and I said, uh, Mr. Aykroyd, I built this myself. All I, I said, will you please give it your, take a look and give me your stamp of approval. That's what I asked for. I wanted him to just say, good job, kid. But he, right. he signed it and I had no idea. And he signed it in the sweet spot. Uh, right on the middle of the cyclotron and uh and it, it was just like because you're right like he loves that stuff he loves yeah. it and it, Blues Brothers, kinda, ghostbusters all of it it's kind of cute like it's really amazing to sort of watch him get very like jazzed up and nerded <laughs> out about the props and i have to say yeah. the only person i've seen do that in public is jason reitman because he told <laughs> he totally did it at fan fest he walked up oh, to dude. like certain people like some, some people we know like who had really good you know the like the pack that packs that vent and all that stuff yeah. and he just walked up and was like this is so cool. I can't believe that you built all this and this. Wow. Like, and I'm like, you're going to make one of these. <laughs> like you have a team of people to build these for you. What are you talking about? <laughs> but he's just so into what people were able to pull off, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's so neat. Like that, that's part of, I think that's one of the things I love about autograph signing so much. Like as much as you're able to connect people with an experience when they have to be at home and continue mm-hmm. to do that, like those stories of making those personal connections, I still think are like huge. You know, it's like part oh, yeah. of like what the autograph thing is about. And I think that's why it's so great that you do as much as you can to facilitate that involvement. It's like you sent me a photo. It's like, here, your stuff is back. It's like you could just mail it back to me. <laughs> but it's like my stuff is signed. You're like, look, it's back. It's done. Aren't you jazz? Ah. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You know, I just thought of a great story. You talked about like the surreal personal connection thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I just I have a I have a great 30 second story. Right. Yeah, this? yeah. I was one of the guys on the green carpet at the answer the call premiere. I got that invite and I was there got a ton of autographs and it's toward the end. Everybody's in the theater. I'm sitting there. I'm in the flight suit. It's hotter than hell. And, uh, an SUV pulls up and Harold's family gets out and I immediately recognize his wife. And I'm right. like, that's Harold's family. And the people around me, they're like, Oh, is it, you know, nobody really is like, Oh yeah, that is. I'm like, cause like when Ackroyd walked by, everybody's like, Danny, Danny, mm-hmm. Danny. So I unzip my flight suit. I've got my Harold. Who are you going to call shirt on? And I start chanting, Harold, Harold. His wife comes over. She takes my hand and she's crying. And she says, thank you. And I was just like, you know, it's like that. That was crazy. Yeah, that's there you go. That's not even a containment unit related, but that's (laughs) that's the kind of stuff that this community brings you. No, it is. It's like that's what I think is so cool about, you know, going and engaging in community and engaging in fandom in the positive way. It's like you walk away with these positive moments that you know, our connection for you and other people. Um, anything else you want to tell us is coming up down the pipeline or. Uh, containment unit wise, that's the only thing that we're announcing right now. Um, we've got some other containment unit projects in the works. I think Matt talked about it. I don't know if he talked about it here, but uh, 
Our Bryn Matheny signing is currently happening. The items are are on the way to her. Gotcha. Um, she's doing all the sketches and mini puffs and stuff. She's going to do a poster for the group, um, like a exclusive designed by her limited run kind of deal. Um, I'm not sure when that. That's more Matt's. We 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 divide and conquer. You know, well, because so you don't like each other anymore. Because that's we, the whole we thing. hate each other. Yeah, yeah right. that's the whole thing. But like the Terry Harden <laughs> signing that happened recently, I was barely involved. But that's the only way we get stuff done. Um, so he's taking the lead on the poster. Uh, so that'll be happening sometime soon. Um, also, we're gonna look forward to a lot more interviews. Um, because we're kind of kind of while we wait for these signings to happen, we're still gonna do the interviews with uh cast and crew. Nice. Um, in the meantime. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so inside the containment unit, I keep seeing this mm. thing. I yes, keep seeing this um, this graphic, and it Ugh. it looks like I don't know, like an action figure card back. And oh, it does. I don't know yes. if you wanted to elaborate yeah. on what this is about because I this is what I, when yeah. I kept sort of like, is there anything else you want to talk about? And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I keep oh, seeing yeah. this thing that I don't know yeah. what it is, and I'm intrigued. So yeah, so look, I'll I'll tell you because I. I had every intention of opening pre-orders on Valentine's Day for obvious reasons. And uh, it didn't happen Um, because, you know, good work takes time, Jim. Yeah, Uh, it does. But here's the deal. So it's a little side project of mine. Uh, About a year ago, I got really into 3D printing. Um, You know, I I won some money at work, bought a 3D printer and had fun with it. Nice. And and I've always wanted as a as a kid, I remember going to thrift stores and collectible stores and. And unlike you, like I was a big Star Wars fan and I would buy these little uh, vintage Star Wars figures in the 90s. You know, they're 10 years old at this point, but I loved them. My first one I remember getting is Bespin Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, and I, as a kid, I had the real Ghostbusters and I was like, right. man, I love these figures. But why aren't they from the friggin movie? Like, why are there not movie Ghostbusters figures? And I didn't get movie Ghostbusters figures until 2009. It was no, not- it's true. You're right. So. Now that I have a printer. Uh, I, I've gotten really into making things and I've discovered that you can make amazing things uh, like like Tony's doing uh, uh, and uh, who else is doing it? Bam, toy company's doing it. Um, so I'm doing a line. Uh, That's awesome. Unlicensed nuclear accelerator wearers. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they're going to be so they're going to be this. Jim, you're going to get you're going to get all the dirt. All right. All right. So they're going to be if if ghosts if if Kenner Star Wars figures mated with real Ghostbusters, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, three and three quarter inch Kenner style movie based Ghostbusters figures. Now the 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 designs are still in progress. It's going to be the four Ghostbusters one at a time. They're going to be released individually. They will be carded. They will have accessories. They will have surprises. There's going to be surprises, which I'm not going to talk about yet. But um, I think about like when I was a kid and collecting and going to the toy store and finding something or uh, going to the grocery store and buying a bag of chips and seeing on the bag of chips that I could collect three more bags and send them away to get an Obi-Wan Kenobi figure. That shit was fun. And that's that's where this kind of came from. That's your hint. But uh, so as soon as the designs are done, uh, there's parts of it that aren't done. We're going to release the first figure for pre-order, which will be uh, Egon. 
and then we'll go from there and you'll get nice. all four guys. But then here's the thing, Jim, after the four guys are done, if people like this, the four guys are for me. Let's make that very clear. I want these figures so bad, <laughs> but I'm going to do a limited run for everybody else. And if people like them, I have so many plans or we have so many plans for these figures going forward yeah. that people will not see coming. They will not expect it, but they will be tickled pink by it. That's awesome. Because if you're a toy collector and I imagine toy collectors watch or listen to this, uh, Think of the Kenner in the 90s. Right. You know, where did it go? Mm-hmm. And and where would it have gone? And so fun ideas. Um, and I, I just, it's been a lot of fun. And I really hope people like it. I wish I could show them off right now, but I, I just can't. Oh, what I'm hearing them. you say is dive action Lewis Tully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a little, I got a little. So one of the figures I really want to do is tracksuit Lewis. Yeah. And I saw somebody do a custom the other day, and it's the first time I've ever seen one. And I was like, <laughs> damn it, I wanted to be the first, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. But uh, but when I say that, there's other stuff. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a full line of all the characters. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's not either. It depends on what people are interested in and what they want to do. This, this is new for, for the TCU. It's sure. new for me. Um, you know, I've been practicing a lot and, and doing prototyping of stuff and making sure that we deliver the highest quality product we can. I um, think what's exciting about this, I got to tell you yes. what, like you've cracked a code in a weird way. Oh, here's the code you cracked. Mm. Yes, nobody would build. Nobody has been able to match or mate since the real Ghostbusters figures. Ghostbusters figures in scale with an Ecto-1. I've been saying repeatedly for like 23 episodes of a podcast and for longer than that, that we need like a one six scale, like or one twelve scale Ecto one to accommodate my existing figures. But you've gone the other way around Mm. because there's no reason Mm -hmm. why the three and three quarter inch figure can't go inside the plasma series Ecto. So this means like a distinct Mm. and unique selling point and selling proposition of TCU toys, Ghostbusters or paranormal unlicensed accelerator Mm -hmm. figures. Uh, (laughs) It's going to say Ghostbusters. (laughs) But but let me throw this out there to you, Jim. You know, what's interesting, too. uh, There's a company called Super 7 that makes vintage figures called reaction figures. Yes. Did you know that the reaction back to the future figures are perfectly scaled? To the Playmobil DeLorean, I do actually know that. That's interesting, isn't it? Because I, it's it's interesting because Playmobil has a lot of different toys they put they out. do. But have, but you know what's what also is interesting about they have three several and three that really inch. roll. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know they, um, you know they'll they'll uh, they'll check a lot of boxes, but that doesn't mean that that there isn't uh, a world where TCU toys. Yeah. Dabbles in larger things. That's I think this is great. I I think that I I like toys and I think everybody here knows that I do. Um, Did you look at it? I did. Um, and okay, I think, what do you think? Just, just just give a give a, a word. If you could say like, look at don't look at the Egon because that one's actually changing. That's why they're not out yet. So the thing that draws my eye first, mm-hmm. honestly, is the fact that like they're posable. Like they're yeah. they're modular, like they are pieces. Mm-hmm. You're not like making a no. solid figure like mm-hmm. you're making posable, bendable points of articulation, which is right. hooray and good. Um, they will about. attach. Uh, they'll be assembled with magnets, which is it, it sounds crazy, but 
trust me, it works, and uh, it's a lot less um, brittle. Uh, That's actually cool. I like that because um, you can do a lot more with that. And it also yeah. means it's like kind of in a weird way. But uh, if you're making them go together with magnets and like their arms, mm. their legs and their heads stick on with magnets, it means you can do this Mattel style thing, which is oh. if you think about how current Masters of the Universe is created, uh-huh. Masters of the Universe figures and WWF figures all share the same buck now. Right. So you can yeah. just be like, I'm buying a whole Kogan and I'm mashing it up with skeleton. <laughs> So if you make them all by yeah. magnets, it means you could take all the pieces and be like, I'm making quote unquote customs. I'm mashing my stuff up and building new stuff, which is cool. So, yeah, there's there's also been some uh, ideas kicked around about alternate. Parts eventually nice. that you could you could acquire to do different things if you wanted. I like but that. We'll talk about that. It's now. interesting because that's a very like to me that comes across as a different kind of model that almost reminds me of like the character creation like box mm. in a video game, right? Where it's just yeah. like, here's the different pieces you can have, then you can reconfigure them to make, you know, these <laughs> different parts. I like that concept because it it, mean, it means that you have like one figure, but you can open up so many opportunities for yeah. like what you can put on display. So that's neat. Yeah. And, you know, obviously if you've, if you've seen Ghostbusters figures throughout the years, you know, like uh, Maddie, for instance, they use the same suit. So there's yeah. going to be some parts that are reused across these, of course, because it only makes sense to do that. Right. Uh, but a big a big selling point for me, too, is, um, you know, think about like they're going to be very limited run because these are done by hand. You right. know, I didn't have all the time in the world. So, like, imagine somebody buys it and Egon's thumb broke off. You know, that's not OK. But then now if it breaks off, I can just send them a replacement arm and it arm, pops right, right on. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, I like that, too. But they're not really, you know, I don't know. People might keep them carded. They might open them. Who knows? But um yeah. I think it's cool. I'm really I'm really excited. Also, you did a great job of modeling the waist belt. You just need some. For that. <laughs> well, look, it's not. I'll just say this. <laughs> I, I have a very talented modeler who's who's doing this work for me. Gotcha. Uh, but it's crazy because you never know what you're going to get till you see it. And and it's like he he went into my head and pulled it out. Right. And uh, it's just it's exactly what I wanted. And you're right. Like the detail I, on the back too. like if you were to flip that around. It's all there and yours is missing. That's before the proton pack was decided yeah. on. It's a separate removable in the style of real Ghostbusters. So the straps will be sculpted on and it'll plug into the back just like RGB. Nice. And I'd say even though yeah. I think this is a better Ackroyd um, likeness than the Maddie or the plasma. Personally, just, it's pretty good, right? It's pretty damn good. I'll be honest. The, the Murray is real close too, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. But the Ackroyd. The Ackroyd has a little bit of edges of Mr. Zelinsky to it. Which I wanted it to talk. I want to get, please make a figure that lets me just make him from Tommy boy. So I can be like, I buy car parts for the American working man. <laughs> like <I> just, <laughs> just for you. <laughs> yep, I, I need that in my life. Um, well, this is, I, I'm really excited. I think you have such cool things on the horizon and, um, Thanks, you know, we'll certainly check back in and see what's going on with TCU toys. And for those of you who are like, what does TCU stand for? The containment unit. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I am really stoked for you. This is a really cool um, new endeavor that you're getting into. And I'm stoked that the autograph signing will continue and keep rocking at that. Um, I don't know. Anything else that you want to share or comment on before we split or? No, I love the show and thanks for having me on. I'm I'm sorry I couldn't make it when Matt was here. You know, I don't act we don't actually hate each other, but uh it's tough because <laughs> we live on different coasts. But you know, thanks for having me on. I, I hope that 
I don't know. I hope your listeners find value or they're no, of course. Why wouldn't but, they? Uh, You're great. Ah, you know, I appreciate but, you coming on. I'm everybody's like, thanks for having me. I'm like, thanks for coming. <laughs> like this show is nothing without the people who come on to it and like share the things they're working on and the things they're doing. And that's why we're here. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on and for running an awesome service of like, you know, generating autographs and for always just being a cool person. So, um, you know, you're just, you're a good dude. So thank you for that. And, um, I don't know, just take care of yourself. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but, um, well, I appreciate it, Jim. And, you know, leave your listeners, you know, tell, you know, you want to take out the mantle. Don't be a peck. That's what we used to do on our podcast. <laughs> I actually said this recently. I, I don't remember which episode it was, but in the middle of it, <laughs> I think it was my, I think it's the ectotorial episode where I just kind of went nice. sad sacked for like an entire episode <laughs> and was like, I'm sorry if everybody leaves because I'm kind of sad about the way Ghostbusters fans are acting right now. Um, which I don't, I'm not going to do that again, but um, I'm pretty sure in the, the end of it, I ended it by saying, as our friends at the containment unit would say, don't be a peck. Um, which, so, <laughs> hey, that that's a mantra that's stuck. We should that's that put it on a coffee mug. We um, should monetize it. Yeah, actually, there's a really cool design for don't be uh, don't be a peck merchandise. We just haven't gotten <laughs> to it yet. I and it's it. awesome. And I, I love it so much. At some point it'll happen. If, uh, if we ever have a William Atherton signing, that's when it'll happen. Yeah, no, that would be great. So, all right. Well, thanks right, for coming Jim. on the well, show thanks. and um, appreciate having you. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care, buddy. All right. Take care. That's going to wrap things up for Extraplasm this week. Thanks for listening. And do be sure to check out the containment unit on Facebook. You can find it by going to facebook.com slash the GB containment unit or you can also connect with Matt and Tom via Instagram at the GB Containment Unit. But I'll be honest, most of the action and most of the fun is on the Facebook group. So come and join us there. Um, beyond that, I hope that if you're enjoying the show, you can leave a positive review for the show uh, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you can, uh, because that helps to help connect the show with other folks like you who are enjoying it. I always want to remind folks that our logo is designed by Brendan Pierce of Baducci Studios. Our theme song is by vaporwave artist Magnavox. And I want to thank all of you, as always, for listening. If you have anything you want to share with the podcast, you can always reach me at Extraplasm on Instagram or Twitter or at ExtraplasmPodcast at gmail.com. I've been your host, Jim Maritato. And once again, as always, as Ernie Hudson would say, Try to have fun and always... Keep on busting. Take care.